What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to you. Lisa Russell, who's a co-founder of Illyria. Welcome to the show again. How's it going? Hey, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Yeah, awesome to have you on. For those listening, Lisa was a super early guest. She came on over two years ago. I'm looking at number 334 on September 18th, 2020. So we wanted to have her come back and kind of share what's been going on since the last podcast interview with, uh, with Illyria. So I think to kick us off, you know, a lot of time has passed. Some people listening may have not listened to that episode. So let's kind of start with what are you working on? What is Illyria? Yeah. So at Illyria, we are an HR tech company, and we specifically say that we're taking the guesswork out of diversity and inclusion. But what that really means to us is that we're measuring inclusion in the workplace and pinpointing exactly where business leaders need to be able to focus their resources to drive impact. And that's impact as it relates to not only diversity and inclusion and employee satisfaction, but ultimately also in driving greater business performance for them. Uh, so really, you know, trying to help them make those people-related decisions as, as easy as possible. All right. So let's kind of dig into what what is two years in like startup world is actually like 50 years in like, Eternity. you know, what's, what's two years in, in the real world is like 50 years in startup world. So walk us through what, what's been going on the last couple of years. Give us like kind of an update on kind of like maybe where you were two years ago and what life has been like for you, you know, since and how Illyria has changed, how it stayed the same. We'll just like love the update. Yeah. So I think what's exciting is to look back two years ago and see that we're still very much on uh, and like on track for the same mission, right? We say we're on this mission to change the way people are thinking about diversity and inclusion, but more importantly, what they do about it. And that has remained the same. Um, and we, you know, have not wavered from that. However, how the work takes shape has definitely evolved. And I think if I'm thinking about what's happened in the last two years, um, I can really think of, of three key things that are like, like areas in which we've grown up as, as a startup. The first one really has to do with like product. And the, the, real, the reality is like two years ago, we had launched our first version of our product. We had launched it in March, 2020. At that point, I think only one or two companies had used the product and the product was, uh, I'll just say not pretty. Uh, it did not provide the best em like employee experience, uh, but at the same time, it was doing what it needed to do to validate that people were interested in what we were doing and that we could, you know, come up with the right recommendations with that type of data, these types of things. So it was really early on in terms of our client traction and, and product traction. We have since on the product side, completely relaunched that software, built it again from the ground up, 
relaunched it so that it is uh, not only a one-off or once, once a year assessment tool, but we're measuring inclusion on an ongoing basis. So we're now, we've pivoted to being full SaaS. And um, that product is providing employees and, and business leaders a much better experience. So we've definitely grown up a lot on the product side. The other thing is just from like a validation perspective. Back then, you know, I think our mindset was very much in the, um, the space where we were trying to prove that we could change behaviors behaviors of employees, but also change behaviors of business leaders and how they're making these decisions as it relates to diversity and inclusion. Like, did they care enough to use the data that we could provide them and like make the right decisions based on it? And I think now we know exactly how to do that, how to organize that information, how to package it, how to make it easy for them. And so uh, we have a lot more confidence and clarity around how to use that data and how to drive the behavior changes that we want to see out in the world. And so that's very exciting in a place that we're no longer, we no longer have questions about, we, we just kind of, you know, do on repeat. And, and that's proven in the fact that, you know, we've now worked with 27 companies, companies like AstraZeneca, VMware, the Boys and Girls Club, FINRA, um, some really noteworthy organizations and have generated over, over 600,000 in revenue so far. Uh, we're on track to 500,000 ARR by the end of this year. And so, you know, just, you know, able to say like, we're, we're doing this now, you know, it's no longer like validation. It's like, we're out in the world solving this problem, which is really exciting. And then the final area of growth is really just our team. You know, we have a team of six people now. Um, and, you know, while that's still small in some terms to us, that's, that's double the size we were then. So it's very exciting. And we, we, you know, love having their support and are growing even faster and better for it. So as a startup founder, I feel like the learning curve in this industry is pretty much vertical. Um, so I'm curious, like for you as a founder, what have you learned, not necessarily just about your company, but just like about the industry, about tech, about, about really anything? What have you learned in the last two years that maybe you, you didn't know when you last came onto the podcast? Oh, goodness. Um I think one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, is the value of strategic and thoughtful communication. <laughs> and it's one of those things that you think is like an obvious, uh, but I think in the last, uh, particularly in the last year, we have had to navigate a handful of very complicated and very sensitive uh, moments that as a business leader, as a, um, you know, a CEO of a company, I've had to really kind of um, surround myself by mentors, one, to be able to navigate this um, with, with input, but to really kind of get past the, the butterflies in my stomach and the nervousness and the, the fear of having certain very difficult conversations so that we as a company could be in a better place. And so I think that one of, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've had to kind of like address or practice or muscles I've had to, you know, kind of, um, you know, strengthen over the year. Uh, so that, that would be the first one that comes to mind. And, and the other thing that I've learned really has to do with how to prioritize. I think that as a startup, there's so much happening all of the time and you're pulled in so many different directions and there's so many ways to get these sort of, um, uh, false, but like really good feeling, you know, indications of progress that, that just long-term don't matter at all. And so, um, learning to prioritize in a way that's better for our company long-term has been an interesting thing, but that's something we've had to really focus on. And along those same-ish lines, um, but a little, I guess you could say parallel, you know, we're both on, on the internet. That's how we met, right? Yeah. And, and, and I built a relationship from there, which has been awesome. And I see a lot of people just out there on the internet, first-time founders, figuring it out, you know, dealing with this market. I'm kind of curious, like, 
if there's a first time founder listening to, to this podcast um, or following you on Twitter, what's something that you would kind of like share that, that, you know, now that you've been on the journey, you've been on the path for, for, for years, um, you know, more than a lot of first time founders, like what would you share with them to help potentially help them with their journey? Well, first off, I think that I, it's, I want to just be clear that I'm still learning even. I think that you have to, to be an entrepreneur and to, to do it well, you have to be on the journey of ever evolving and keeping up with trends and keeping up with technology and keeping up with markets. And, and so you're really committing to being ahead of the curve always and to having this um, endless curiosity. And so I would just encourage you to increasingly like develop comfort in the fact that you aren't going to know everything and that you're never going to be able to catch up. It's always going to feel that way. You're always going to feel like you have something else that you need to learn. And that's a good thing. That's exciting. That's what keeps this journey um, interesting. And also, you know, keeps people out, you know, it's, it's how you beat your competition, right? It's just, you know, continuing when other folks can no longer do it. And so keep it up and don't let those feelings of like, oh, I'm never going to know enough or I'm never going to catch up, uh, get in the way of your progress. The other thing is for first time founders, particularly, there is so much noise and there's so much uh, that you can do that feels validating things like designing a logo or getting social media followers, things like this, at the end of the day, it just like does not matter at all. It can help. Uh, it can certainly help build credibility, but if you focus on it too young or too early in your startup journey, you're just wasting time. And so I know you hear this out there, but just let me be the, the next person to remind you that your job is to make a difference. Your job is to provide value for someone. And so just focus on doing that and doing that well. And I think that what's really allowed Alaria to thrive in this market is the fact that we have made folks' jobs easy. We have helped them um, overcome really hard moments. And so because of that, we have this uh, you know, customer voice, we have this validation, we have testimonials, we get customer referrals. And that has saved us in a time when we really haven't been spending, you know, a lot of money on things like advertising or, you know, haven't been able to be out in at events marketing ourselves. And so I think that if you focus on building those relationships and creating value, it will be what makes a difference for you as the market is bouncing up and down. I love your, your, uh, love all of that, but specifically, you know, on the logo, I've had two, I've had two companies in the last, you know, eight years and both logos have been off Canva and they survive. Like, we'll see how, how far Seed Scout goes, but like, it's good enough. You yeah, know, it's good enough. It does the trick. 100%. Um, I'm curious for you, you know, we've been talking about the last two years, but now I'm kind of curious about looking at the next two years and beyond, you know, you know what you can do in two years. What do you, what do you kind of expect uh, the next couple of years to look like um, for Illyria? Like what are the, you know, exciting things? What are the roadblocks? Like how do you project out uh, what the future looks like? Yeah, we are going to be hyper-focused on growth. So now that we have this comfort and confidence in what we're doing and how we're doing it, we are really focused on how do we make sure that we get in front of as many companies as possible. So uh, in terms of how we're scaling our team, you know, we're focused suddenly on, you know, recruiting salespeople, paying more attention to like our marketing and our networking efforts. Um, we're paying attention to how many leads are we generating each month? Whereas prior, you know, I could normally name them personally each month, you know, who we were talking to at any given time, but now we're at a place where it's like, no, we need, we're, we're needing to bring in and attract large numbers of people every single month, pay attention to how we're converting, pay attention to our messaging um, and really focus on, on that growth and that scale. Um, and so that, that tri trickles across, like not only focusing on sales, but being more strategic about how we onboard clients, how can we um, automate and um, optimize that process? How do we increase 
client satisfaction so that we're retaining those clients. So really it's all, it's all these strategies that are focused on just making sure that we can grow and that we don't lose the business that we gain uh, and that we're you know, moving across the market in um, ways that we previously wouldn't have been able to. Um, as an example, we've always focused on companies in this like sweet spot of like a thousand to 10,000 employees. And now we're like looking at enterprise. We're like, how do we grow up? How do we grow into large enterprise clients so that we can you know, serve the bigger markets? And so that's really, you know, it's all related, but in my mind, the next two years is all about growth, sales, scaling. So I asked this question two years ago, and I'll ask it again. In order to make all that happen, it takes a village, right? It's hard yes. to scale a startup up. So my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, raising money, looking for customers, partnerships? You know, How can we assist here? Yeah, much appreciated. And uh, couldn't agree more. It does take uh, effort and community to, to really survive this journey. And uh, right now, I think that uh, we're wrapping up our current fundraising. Certainly, you know, happy to have those conversations or folks are interested, but um, it's it's all looking positive and, and looking like it's going to come together for us on that side. Uh, but we are actively, you know, hiring for sales folks. So if you have interest in uh, working in HR tech, if you have a background in enterprise sales, if this is something that's really interesting to you, I'd love to chat with you. Uh, certainly that is an, an interesting opportunity um, for the right folks. Uh, you know, we're, we're a social impact company. We're doing exciting things. We know that um, the right people really, really love this job. And so we hope to find them. And um, beyond that, uh, certainly we are looking for organizations that are curious about how to navigate diversity, equity, and inclusion. And for the very first time ever, we're currently working with smaller companies, companies with like between five and 50 employees. So if that's something of interest to you, feel free to reach out and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction and make sure you get the information you need. And then for my last question, how can someone learn more about what you're doing or connect with you? You know, what's your website? Do you have social media, email address? How can someone kind of learn more here? Absolutely. I am on all those things, but you can catch us at alaria.tech as our website. You can also email me directly, lisa at alaria.tech and search for Alaria across all the social media platforms. We're there. You'll see our colorful bird logo. <laughs> Speaking of logos, but uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from you all. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast again, and I will talk to you again in two years. Thanks exactly. for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, Matt.